0: Hello, and welcome to the Believe Crew Podcast. The business is you. I'm Jamie White, founder of Believe Crew and your host. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Believe Crew Podcast again. Today we have Amber with us, and I'm wondering if you would be willing to tell all of our listeners about who you are and what you do and why you do what you do.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: The why part's big. Actually, all of it's big and wonderful and fabulous.
1: My name is Amber Griffiths, and I'm absolutely tickled, thrilled to be here. So thank you so much, Jamie. I am a maker of legends. Yes, really. And so that's what I do. I work with people on their brand strategy, and I make sure that they, I help them find all those really cool, fabulous, magical pieces that they've been hiding, that they have been not daring to put out there. And I help them bring out the right amount of them into everything that they do. I believe that your brand is a living, breathing thing. It's not something that you create once and put on a shelf and hope like crazy it still fits in a year. It's, it evolves with you. It grows with you and your offers and your marketing and your messaging and your ideal clients. And when you deliver that message in, in an experience for your people, they crave that air. That air that you're breathing, they just want to soak it up and soak it in, and you become absolutely unforgettable to them. So that's what I do,
0: and that's why I, I love do that. <laughs> love that. So how, why, how did you get started in this? What was the backstory?
1: Oh my goodness, this is a long time coming. I am one of those people that was told, "Shh, be quiet." You know, like you're too much, you're too loud. Nobody else is getting a chance to talk. A lot of women that I work with can totally relate to that. It's shh, you know, let somebody else have a turn. And it's not because we were actually speaking out of turn. It's because they didn't know what to do with us because we were speaking our thoughts, our mind. We were, we had ideas, we had questions, you know? So I was one of those. I am child number three of eight. It's a very small Utah family. And I spent my entire childhood becoming more than number three of eight. And by the time I got there, Speaking of not knowing what to do with us, like my older brother and sister were so quiet and studious and good kids. And, and I came along and wanted to do all the things and debate and drama and choir and all the things And my parents were like, just go to school. Can't you just go to school? (laughs) What's going on? So for a really long time, I loved the stage. I was born to be on the stage. Like, and I know there's people out there who can, like, they know that they were meant to share their message from stage. And. I was told I shouldn't want that. And that's not something that was not just possible, but it wasn't even positive, you know? So I didn't, I thought I'll I'll go be a pharmacist instead. And that's a whole different story. But I got into corporate and I was doing marketing and I loved it and I loved the people, but I thought there's so much more. I am meant for so much more. And we've all had that voice at some point in our lives where it's like, what are we doing? Like, this is really good. And it's fine. It's okay. But it could be amazing. Like it could be a genuine thrill. So that's when I jumped ship. I have not looked back since it's 15, 16 years ago. And I love it. I get to be really selective about the people that I work with. And when you decide to step onto that road to legend, it's like you claim that I have a mission. I have a message. I'm creating something bigger than myself. So like really, truly, let's lock arms and go change the world. So wow. I I just love it. I love watching these women go do that thing that they were born to do.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. You're making me think about a post that I just put on LinkedIn and my one son that inspires all of us. I did refer to him as the number three of six (laughs) and partially, partially as part of the post in terms of like, sometimes this becomes an identity, even if, you know, but really there's so much more, right? Like, yes, he's an introvert. Yes, he's number three of six and there's more, right? Yes. And speaking of, you know, helping people have that voice that, you know, when you're told from the stage, like- This isn't where you're supposed to be or for some reason or another, that's not the right place. And I remember um, feeling like I couldn't be inspiring because the people that were inspiring weren't humble enough. And sometimes if I share the same things on the podcast, my editors will edit it out. So maybe that'll get (laughs) edited out. I can't remember if I've shared it or not. But the idea that we create these ideas of who we should be instead of recognizing who we are. And it sounds like that's how you're helping people. And really, because you went through it.
1: Oh, absolutely. We were told and, and, you know, you got to love all these coaches that say, I have this program, I get into this box, and we're going to fold in all your corners and creativity and uniqueness and make you fit. And you will make a million dollars as long as you do exactly what I say and exactly the way I say to do it. Mm -hmm. And it can't possibly work in the same way because you're not the same person. And your people aren't Mm. the same people. I mean, it's just, it's just illusional. And they're not doing it. There's no maliciousness. They just don't know. And so in my little world, we blow that box apart and say, absolutely. All those things that you've been hiding, all those things that are, that are the magic that is you, you get to share all of that because that's how your audience gets to resonate with you, you know? And it's, it's more enjoyable anyway, because you get to do it your way. For all those entrepreneurs who have issues with authority,
0: this is the way (laughs) you get to do it your way, not projecting at all. I just (laughs) talked to a, a client yesterday where, when I was talking to him and I said, you can, this is how you're operating and this is who you are. And this is how you're meant to operate. And he's like, Seriously? He's like, everybody else said I needed to be one thing in business and I needed to focus on one thing. And I'm like, that's not your gift. (laughs) Like your your gift is to not focus on one thing. And he was just like, really? That's so different than what everyone else has been saying. And you're right, right? There's so I get it from a business system standpoint. It's way easier to sell one type of ice cream, McDonald's level hamburgers. You know, this is easier to create a process and a system around this. But when you're an artist and your gift is to be an artist, then we need to step into that. Oh, absolutely. you're not building a manufacturing plant. Yeah.
1: If you yeah. want to sell a 79 cent hamburgers, knock yourself out. Mm-hmm.
0: I have yet to meet an entrepreneur that wants
1: to do that. You know, <laughs> right? I have right. yet to be like, no, no, really, I want to serve the masses. Low end, no standards. like, And mm-hmm. that this is not anti-McDonald's. This is just, right. It's it's about moving the masses one individual at a time. Yeah. You know, it's not one size fits all this, you know, there's no tailor just here's my stuff. In fact, (laughs) that's funny. I post, I put up today was about, or maybe it was yesterday. It's like, what are you offering? And is it customized? Is it tailored? Mm. Or is it, Hey, we're going to make you fit this Mm. instead of the other way around.
0: Mm. So when you've done the work yourself and when you've been on this business road for 15 years was entrepreneurship, like, the question that I have is, was entrepreneurship everything that you thought it would be? And <laughs> what comes up for you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, no,
1: no. It was not everything. It was it was better. It was more. It was bigger. It was amazing. One of the things that I was always told is, well, when you are in business for yourself, you get to make your own hours. And I went, well, that's a crock. <laughs> what a load you know and it it is and it's not true your brain never turns off especially when you're doing something that you're passionate about and working with people that you love and adore you never stop thinking about them and how I can serve them better and how can this how can I change this so that it works for them better and that kind of a thing the difference I think is you love it it's not a corporate nine to five. It's not around the clock corporate. It's you get to decide when when to do what.
0: What you you're know? working on and when. Right, absolutely. based on your energy and levels, based on, yeah.
1: Based on your excitement for it. I mean, there's right. things in my business that I absolutely love. Right. But if I do them 40 hours a day, I'm going to go, oh, okay, now I'm really tired though. Mm-hmm. So I can shift, I can change. I can be picky about who I let into my space. And I think part of it too is, You know, they talk about having that lifestyle and developing a lifestyle that you really love. And I think that's part of it is how do you create that time freedom, that flexibility? You know, last year, my spouse and daughter and dogs and I all packed up and we moved to Washington for a month. What? Because we just wanted to live there. We wanted to try it out. We like the Pacific Northwest. So we just left. That's the kind of when I say life and lifestyle, like, right. That's something that's important to us to make sure our daughter has exposure to that. Right. So that's what I think when people say it's your own hours, like, well, it is if you insist upon it, it is if you design it that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember my mom, I mean, she worked at the kitchen table at nights. My parents were real estate developers and Mm. she was, this is at a time where she didn't have a business card with this on it. Because she gave the credit to my dad, but she was the salesperson, the designer, the general manager, the bookkeeper, you know, (laughs)
1: all all the things. things.
0: And probably the role that, you know, she was told she had was mom, right? (laughs) But this was back when there was maybe not quite so much freedom for that as there is today. But anyway, so at night at the kitchen table, she would be working on the designs and the plans, the home plans. She would she designed the homes as well as designing the kitchen layouts. And I just remember her saying... And I don't know if I had asked a question, but I remember her saying, Jamie, it's, it's not like working when you love what you're doing. Like you don't, yeah. she said, when you're in business for yourself, you might work 60 hours a week, but you don't know you're doing it. <laughs> and so yeah. that's yeah. always stuck with me. Like she loved what she oh, was doing. I love doing. that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like when you go to places, I remember going to, I spoke at a conference or a retreat years ago, five, six years ago, and they were going around this room of 30 women and talking about retirement. And when could you retire? What do you want to do when you retire? You know, people talked about travel and beach and blah, blah, blah. And then they asked me and I said, I have no intention of retiring. That's awesome. <laughs> like, I don't even understand, you know, I'm going to be, I'll be more selective. Yeah. And, but really until I'm unable to speak, I have no intention of stopping doing this until I feel like I have helped all the women I possibly can get their voice and their message out there. Wow. I don't get to stop. And that's really good.
0: Like, for I'm you, really it's a personal. Okay yeah, you're, for you, it's a personal calling, a personal mission. Like this absolutely. is more than building a business. This is a call. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Wow. I
1: built. I launched. I left corporate and launched my business to build a business. And in the last six, seven years, and especially in the last three, it's completely. It's. I mean, it's like everybody else's. It evolves, and this is more. The more honest and open I am with myself about what this is, really gets to be. Mm -hmm. The more honest and open I get to be with the world and the more I'm able to attract exactly those people who can't not share their message with people. Mm -hmm. And that's, I love it.
0: So tell me how you went from corporate to being on stage and what (laughs) the people in your inner circle, how they responded. Oh dear.
1: My inner circle. Okay. Well, (laughs) that's a fabulous question. I don't think I've ever been asked that, Jamie. Going from corporate to being on stage was—I've been on stage performing since I can remember, uh, singing or playing keyboards, or so I was comfy with that. You know, I, I mean, I did all the musicals in high school, that kind of everything. Was in a show choir, but to actually move to—okay, well, I'm going to go speak and train. I had been training people in the office for a while and helping them and especially the one-on-one and I would do small group like I look back and think well I was doing this in corporate yeah. I have my one-on-one clients my group clients yeah I think the, really the biggest part of it was I had all my own not enough stuff about what I should look like if I'm going to be on stage yeah you know it's well my mm-hmm. body doesn't look like that my hair doesn't look like that I'm too short I'm too whatever and finally I went oh that Oh my goodness. What a story. What a nonsense story I have been telling myself. And I know I've heard it from other people, but really that doesn't matter. It's the story I was yeah. telling myself. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go find someplace who needs a speaker who needs to be, he needs a workshop. And it's one thing too, I realized I love keynote. I love being like on the stage like that, but I really, really like the workshop. Yeah. Like I want to yeah. be able to interact. Yeah. I want to have that energy exchange. And I got on stage and I just, I won't come off. (laughs) I won't stop. You know, I watching people's eyes light up as they go, oh, I could do that. I could, I could do that. I, I win. That's so awesome.
0: You know, I'm not Um, meant to be on stage at this point. Like I believe that there's a point because I like to be a disruptor in some ways. So, you know, as a thought leader or something like that, that there's a point where the message will be important enough that I will be willing to say it on a stage. This is my stage, right? As a podcaster, this is a stage. But it's so much, it's perfect for me because I'm having vulnerable conversations. I'm getting to ask questions. I'm getting to be very in the moment. To be on a stage speaking at people for 45 minutes, Kudos to you and everybody else that does want that, because that is not in my current vision of like this is where I need to be. Unless it has a whiteboard and a marker with it. And we're talking strategy or something like but and the reason I point that out is because sometimes when when we're in a place where this is all we can think about is I would like to be on stage. We make the assumption that maybe that's where everyone wants to be. It's not true. Yeah right? No. So I just want the world to know that, you know, I'm <laughs> super excited that there are people like you that love the stage that want to be on stage and that see that light bulb moment in the eyes from far away. Because for me, that's not happening. I'm, I'm yeah. like, where's the, is anybody hearing me? Are there questions? <laughs> you you can feel it. Like, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you can feel
1: that energy and go, Oh, it's here. It's here. That's awesome. I love what you say, because there's two different things that I wanted to just point out. One, I think that you get to decide why you want to be on stage Right, right. because there are those who want the spotlight, who want celebrity icon status. And I totally applaud them. Mm. If you are truly on that road to legend, it really is about, I can share my message one at a time, or I can get in front of 5,000 or 10,000 and make a bigger impression and make a bigger impact in a short amount of time. And that's my intention for speaking from center stage. Wow. It's a, it's a different thing. It goes from, I joke with people because they're like, I get so nervous. I'm like butterflies, vomit or excitement could be either, (laughs) could be both like (laughs) just own it. But here's the other thing that I love what you said. You're doing this. Like it's not on a live stage, physical stage yet. And it may never be that way. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame or blame in that. In my world, Jamie, there are two kinds of legends. The first know that they are legend. They know that they are meant for that. And they know that they will move everything on heaven and earth to become legend. yeah. The other second kind of legend, I call them my reluctant legends and I love them because they don't want to be on center stage, but they have a mission and a message yeah. that is so close and near and dear to their hearts. And is so important to them. They will move everything on heaven and earth to make sure that message gets out to the world yeah. and they will become legend in that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it really is, it's not, and I, I mean, it's, you get to whatever stage you create right. of one or a million of a podcast of an actual life in stage. If it's a visual podcast or just an audio podcast, it doesn't matter. You choose mm-hmm. your stage, you claim your stage, you make your message matter. That's what legends do. <laughs> that's,
0: that's awesome. I knew a year or so ago that I was jealous of other people that had the, the, podcasting gear and the ability to just put on headset. And at the time I couldn't even seem to join a zoom call from the same place with internet that would, you know, that my phone or computer wouldn't lose connection somewhere <laughs> along the line. I was like, I am so jealous of someone that can be in a meeting and just plug in, you know, and, 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 Now I'm starting to hear people that are seeing me and they're saying, how do I do that? And I'm like, I didn't realize I was going to inspire somebody else by just getting started.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You got, you stepped into what was important to you, right? You stepped into what you knew you wanted to do Mm -hmm. and there's nothing more inspiring than that.
0: It's so awesome. So going back to the corporate world, because I know nothing about the corporate world, so I'm not letting you get away with this and your inner (laughs) circle. I want to know if there's anything that had to shift or change, or if you had imposter syndrome or like what the shifts were that had to come when you were switching from corporate to entrepreneur. I, I'm just super curious because I know nothing about corporate.
1: (laughs) My inner circle is unrecognizable from what it was 20 years ago. Wow. Bottom line. Yeah. It's completely unrecognizable. I have always been demanding enough that I want people around me who Who love me? Yeah. Who will call me on my stuff, but will also run alongside me even when I'm being crazy? Going, you go, girl. Right, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) But there are the core. I think that there are people. I think entrepreneurs are a different breed. I really do think we are (laughs) a unique species that our brains don't think like anybody else's. I mean, my spouse, he's a corporate guy, loves me to death. He's my biggest cheerleader, but he will tell you too. He's like, I don't get, like, what is driving you right now? Why are you doing what you're doing? I'm like. Well, let me try to explain it. So what I have found is that the people who look at who listen to what I say and they even if they don't get it, they're like, That sounds amazing for you. Mm. Like, so not for me. Right. But it obviously matters to you. So go yeah. Amber. They're the ones I keep. And if they're that's professional, if that's business, yeah. if it's human and personal. But in business, I have found that I absolutely have to have those circles of yeah. people around me that get it, Yeah. that get being a woman business owner, that get being an entrepreneur, that get being a mom and a spouse and a human. Mm. And I have to have some of those people who I can call and go, okay, today is just rotten and I just need to cry for a minute. Or I can call up and go, today was absolutely amazing. I get to just totally... Rant and rave and have a soapbox in celebration over what could be just a tiny little thing. But I'm all about celebrating the process, right? Right. Like right. I know this is right in the big world of corporation. They would be like, "Why are you celebrating that?" I'm like, "Cause it's exciting. <laughs> it's so I have to, I get to make sure I have those kinds of circles of people, and they're not. There is some overlap, but they're not the same people, you yeah. know. But I have found that it gets to be, they're the similar kind of people.
0: Hmm. Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. I've definitely heard both sides. You know, where someone is saying, like, "You're just in the honeymoon phase." You know, it's not that right. it's not actually going to be what you think it's <laughs> going to be. You know, and and sometimes it's not. Okay. Right. Straight up. Right. Yep. Sometimes <laughs> and, it's rotten. Yeah. And I have been in awe of the people that are now in my inner circle that support me when I have those down days and they're there to like, let me be down, but they're also there to say, when you're ready to get up, we're here for you. right? And, right. and it's amazing the difference when I've shifted to having this inner circle that's completely supportive, sees the vision, sees who I am, what I'm capable of, and supports that versus mm-hmm. the other ideas that We need to play it safe or, you know, like when you're ready to done, be done playing or like, like just trying to keep us playing safe. What, what is determined as safe. Right. What they have determined as safe. Yeah. And who's, and who gets to say that? Oh, absolutely. I think that
1: one of the things I talk to about in my league of legends, is I say, there is nothing comfortable about your comfortable zone. There's nothing comfy about it. It's familiar, but it's not actually comfortable because you will sit inside there and look at that and go, There's more. I can feel it. There should be more. There gets to be more. I think one of the things that has been the biggest change in who I get to play with, both as clients and venture partners and colleagues, is I'm more willing to share my vision. Mm. Like, how can you support me if I don't tell you what I'm doing?
0: Wow. Do you know what I mean?
1: Right. Completely. But if I can say, This is. And yeah. it's, it's just been, I mean, again, my vision keeps growing with me Right. and it's not necessarily right. moving the goalposts, but it's, well, I'm not going to stop just because I got here. Like there's more, right? right. Right. But if I know how to put that into language that people around me can go, Oh, I get it. Yeah. I, I love you big. You're right. You take your 24 hours and you cry your tears and then we're going to put our shoes on. Although I really rarely put shoes on. <laughs> we're going to put your shoes on <laughs> and now let's go do it. You know, go have your moment. But like you said, when you're ready, let's get up and get going. I'm not going to let you wallow in it. Yeah. But I do think it starts with being able to be willing Mm -hmm. to put that out there, even though, you know, if I don't do it, somebody's going to go see, I told you. Right. Right. But realize that that those people don't matter. They're the peanut gallery. They don't get to talk. They don't get to vote. I have to put it out there so that I can be supported and so that I can create it.
0: That is so awesome. I love the way that you're wording that. And I've recently found out in the human design assessment that I'm a manifester. So for me, putting Mm. it out there has been like my, my communication, my way of speaking. And I didn't know that that was, you know, for me primarily, but I remember over the last 20 years, all of the things that I have been able to create with others, because I put something out there. And when you think about it, from the perspective that you're you're asking me to look at it right now, is like, oh my word, what was I thinking? Putting stuff out there that was like crazy. <laughs> and I would tell people, this yeah, is but, what we're going to do. You know, like yeah. when it was at the very, very ground stages of even, and I actually recently did a LinkedIn post on that as well. There was a grocery store that we converted to part indoor storage, and then we needed to do something with the front. The city did not want us to turn the whole building into Indoor storage, and so mm. I had an idea, and I heard the words, "I don't want to hear your idea," <laughs> and I was like, "But I think it's a good one." It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing, but I think it's a good <laughs> one, and and so the more that we put ideas out there, especially visionaries, I've noticed like sometimes there's nine bad ideas, but yeah. you have to have those nine bad ideas, and then that tenth one is the is the one right so yeah. like being willing to put all ideas out there being willing to consider them being willing to talk about them i love what you're presenting here that you're learning to say this is what i see this is what i see as yeah. possible and then people can create it because Absolutely. i remember when i worked for a visionary as the implementer as soon as the visionary had the idea i could start building the bi- vision with him and then together yeah. we had an even better vision right the details oh, started oh, to become more clearly clearly yes. defined. And, and so ultimately what you're saying is you help people define those visions as well. Like when you're trying to create legends, you can't do that. If you don't have a vision of what's possible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's like, I appreciate this road to legend. Where are we going? Yeah, We should decide, you know, and even as it changes and you get to decide when it goes to the left or the right, when you stop for take to take a breath and when you sprint forward, mm-hmm. but without being able to share that, how can anybody see it? I mean, it's, it's like, for example, in corporate, You have this really great CEO, and let's say she has this amazing vision. But if she can't share it with her team, then they can't help create it. They can't support her in it and love her in it and celebrate in it. I was talking to a woman this morning, and we were talking about flights and travel because we're both getting into it. And one of the things we know that we notice about Delta, I'm totally name-dropping, but their CEO shares the vision with the entire team from the day one. They are trained with that vision in mind. Hmm. And you can tell because when they deliver an experience, it is seamless. Hmm. It doesn't matter which time of flight you're on or where you're going. It's seamless and they care about you. And so what happens is they are able to deliver an experience that makes them unforgettable. And when you don't have that vision to drive you and to light you up and inspire you, it's you're going to do your best but it's you can't deliver a consistent, unforgettable experience that way. Yeah, it doesn't work, and that's true whether it's a great big corporation like that, or if it's you and your buddy, you and your spouse, you and your best friend running the company. Right. You get to have that united vision.
0: I love that. I have <laughs> all kinds of vision boards all over the room, so I definitely am in <laughs> love with that. And I think because at first the vision is fragile. And learning how to speak the vision when it's still fragile is really a part of the the process is what I'm Oh, you're so right. You yeah. are so right.
1: It's fragile. We're not sure if it makes sense, if we're really the ones to do it. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And what I'm yes! what I'm
1: <laughs> if it's if it's our position to do it, what I am finding, especially the more I get into the legend work, is truly no legend was ever made on their own. That's mm-hmm. not how it works. That's not a thing. So you may be the driving yeah. force, but of course you're the person to do it because you don't have to do it alone. You don't get to do it alone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Go ahead and, and create your community. Let them
0: rally around you and together go change the world. Yeah. yeah. So. so cool. So is there anything else that you would like to share?
1: Oh, you know, especially if you're on stage or even if you're off, it doesn't matter what size of stage. If you can speak in a way that you are showing up in such an authentic, genuine, 100% as you kind of a way, that there are people in the audience who will instantly
0: mm.
1: choose in and instantly choose out, everyone in the room wins. If they're like, I don't know, maybe you came across as generic as vague, as salesy, you missed an opportunity there. Everything about you should be so true and so real that you are going to alienate people. And congratulations. How's that?
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. I've been saying for the last year, even to my husband, like, I want to know what our absolute yes and our absolute no is. And then when we get the invitation, we'll know. There's there's absolutely. not a lot of confusion. Like we are absolutely all in or absolutely not in at all. This is not in yes. our yes. Um, yes. Don't waste want time to do. and energy yeah. thinking, yeah. you know, stewing.
1: Like no, I should know instantly. She's my person.
0: Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness, she's so not. It's perfect. I love that. And that solid hits home. And <laughs> thank you for the coaching today. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> continuing, <laughs> continuing to share that message. I'll let others, I'm sure it, appe- I'm sure it applies to others, not me. I mean, hypothetically, right. No, this is no, what no, we're no. talking yes. about. Yeah. Right. Okay, just right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been great and I really appreciate the conversation and the candidness and the stuff that you've learned as being an entrepreneur and even how you're looking to help people and helping others through that process, because it's a real process and well, I'm so thankful but there are people you're so welcome and and, thank you yeah (laughs) thank you so much it's been a thrill